Welcome to our review of the HBO miniseries show Scenes from a Marriage. Scene 4, The Illiterates. My name is Stevens. You'll hear Chris and I discuss and review this episode. We will share our opinions and analysis, which will include specific details including some spoilers. You've been warned. We think you'll enjoy our review and be more engaged if you listen to our thoughts right after watching the show. But if you haven't, you'll still be able to follow and it might cause you to watch it for yourself. Enjoy and thank you for listening. All right, Chris, how are you today? I'm really good and looking forward to talk about episode four, which, by the way, you know, to start the, the show like this is my favorite of all five. I mean, I love the whole show, but episode or scene four, I have to give props for the writing, the cinematography, I think one of the best, and of course the acting. Mm-hmm. What did you feel? How did you bring us and the audience into what's happening in scene four? You know, what was interesting is, and my first note is, did they reconcile? You know, that was my first reaction because I don't know the previous version, so I don't know how it's ending. Like, did they reconcile? And then boom, I'm like, nope, divorce settlement. Like, you know, because, you know, it's, it's, it seems positive and he's, he's now successful or he, he has some success with this paper. He's, he's going to go on this trip. He just looks like a different dude and she looks better in some ways, you know, and it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. But then I realized, oh, wait, divorce settlement, boxes, color coded, mm-hmm. you know, but, so it looks like he's got a plan. He's executing. He looks more coiffed. I even noticed that his beard is a little bit trimmer. He just looks not like the dude before who's still in the midst of heartbreak, in the midst of recovery. At least yeah. initially when you're just watching it. And it's like, huh, that's really interesting. But with her, not so sure. Not sure yet. It's just he's more striking than she yeah, is. Yeah, he, he has the confidence. He's... He's got it. He's getting things done, like matter of factly. Hey, we we got the movers. Hey, boom, boom, boom. Hey, here's the paper. We we reviewed it. Let's, you know, hey, boom. It's it's. He looks like he's already moved on, or at least this is the final step to do to move on. And then you see her hesitation, and and he kind of helped it along at first because he's like, oh, relax, take your time. You don't need to sign right away. He's kind of being nice because he's so past it already eh, they should have to sign it immediately yeah take the time and box let's go through the list right, you know just don't just sign it let's make sure we're good on the list because we've talked about like, this for no, weeks and months you, i trust you i what no. and he's and like then, no no oh. and he's like no 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 let's go through it we should do that yeah like, all right you know <laughs> we must i kind of like kind of the, the dynamic where you know and, and you could imagine um divorce and separation and, and whatnot and, and, and you know about separating things is never easy and so, so she goes, hey, you know, color coded. Didn't we talk that that this is, you know, this couch was, was gonna be mine? I, I like this couch. And he's like, no, it, it's supposed to be mine. And, uh, but but uh, you know, I, I like that scene because then he's like, well, you know what? You want it, keep it. And he just changed the tag. And he's like, eh, that's but- it. <laughs> like, you know what? We don't need to fight. Let's take care of this right now. Let's take care of it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I I like kind of his attitude. His attitude was very. Confident, loving, self-assured. You know, I, I still care for you. You're the mother of my kid. Let's get this over with. We're, we're divorcing. We're moving. You know, this house that we, this home that we've built is no longer a home. We're, we're going to different places and I'm okay with it. You know, this is the day. It's getting done. 
Yeah, I think you used all the right words. I, I, I may want to add assertive. I don't know if you used that one. And to some extent, masculine. If you remember how he was emasculated a few episodes ago, mm-hmm. and now he's not letting that happen at all. Oh, you want this? Fine. He's deciding, boom, I settle it. What What do you want next? Very different approach instead of, okay, well, what do you want? Okay, I'll accommodate. Okay, you know what? I'm deciding, which was refreshing to watch that. And then... We learn a little bit about her situation. I don't know if you don't go into that, but you know, he's well, trying to she, fi- go ahead. she just lost her job. But we learned about the job after something happens though. Oh, I mean, <laughs> right. So you can see something, something very important happens. Yeah. Well, I mean, can- you can tell like, you see, she's sad and he's trying to console and he's like, Oh, you know, come here. Let's. He gets the momentous of it. He says, oh, it's it's weird that we feel this when it's so formal. Because in their mind, in his mind, they're already divorced. This is just paperwork. That's yeah. how he's treating it. It's just paperwork. Got to do it. But he's like, ah, you know, you're right. Come here. I, can, I, I see how you're feeling. They get close. They get closer. And they get very close. And then decide to have very spontaneous. And I called it a goodbye, in his mind, sex. Goodbye, sex. And, and at least that's what also, I thought at the time. You know, also, and, and people, you know, viewers that, that watch it or have watched it, you have to remember the scene. You know, when I talk about the directing, the cinematography, the idea, right? They are on a couch, which is taped with transparent stuff for moving with yeah. a sticker that's just been strange. And they're sitting on the couch that they're going to move and they have sex on that couch and very passionate very well filmed like one of the you know best we, we talked about my other mm-hmm. top sex scenes in, in film and, and and you know this is in tv but damn like that's very passionate well acted directed sex scene and and because also all the emotions you know we know that this is more than sex right there's many things going through both of their heads mm-hmm. and, and the passion and the connection in that moment feels very real right but i also add the type of sex it's, yep. it's, a, he's in charge. He's <laughs> deciding. He's taking her and he's doing her as he wishes. And she loves that. Yeah. And if you recall, I think his passivity in the past was the issue. He's not passive at all. I want you. I'm taking you and I'm fucking you. And it's so clear. And you see right away, she's like, wow, this is amazing. This is, uh, where's this been? You know, kind of a thing. Oh yeah, she's been you know? complaining about that. You know, a hundred percent. That was a turnoff for her. It was a turnoff, and you see, he kept repeating that even when he's trying to get her back, and I was just pushing her, pushing her, pushing her away. There's something I, I want to highlight before we move on to the story. He says something in the beginning that I almost missed, and then I, you know, I thought it over as he talks about. A Jew, I think, I think he talks about what is the process of, of going through a Orthodox Jewish divorce, right? Yes. You yes. have to go through this very rigorous process, everything to make sure it's for real, because it's permanent. Like you can't remarry. Like it's, you know, it's all, it's religious, but it's also cultural. This is, you have to make sure, make sure, make sure. And you have to prove to these judges or these people that review your divorce that, yep, it's irreversible. It's permanent. You really must get divorced, but you have to go through. And he talks about, Oh, well, it's really elaborate. We're just talking about this paperwork, but imagine you have to go through all that. And to me, you know, I know we'll talk about the rest of the episode, but that episode is exactly what he described. (laughs) They go through so much in that episode. And we'll talk about some of those things, but he foreshadowed the scene. 
He foreshadowed yep. what they're about to go through in that day. Now, you could also extract it and say what they've gone through over the last two years, right? Mm -hmm. Quite honestly, because it's not just that day. It took two years just to get to that paperwork being signed. But it took this final hill to climb at the, just to get to the peak to, before they could get back down and return with their life. It's really amazing because I really I had to go back and say, man, I mean, you know, you have to watch the scene, but the whole episode, it's like what it took to get those papers signed is tragic, <laughs> difficult, <laughs> horrific, traumatic. But you know what? It's exactly what they needed to go through to do it. And it's sad, but real, you know? Yeah, very real. And yes, you know, thanks for, for, for talking about that scene. I think it's also, you know, well written and, and well portrayed. Like they're divorcing and he talks about the, you know, he's Jewish, talks about the, this process. And if you remember in an early episode, I said there's a, there's a religious undertone with him always. Cause that, yeah. cause if you remember when he identified who he is, the first thing he said was Jewish, mm -hmm. which is, which is contradictory to how he's trying to live, which is anti-religion, right? But it's still core to him and everything he does and sees and reacts is with that undertone and that comes up in this episode and yeah very, very kind of interesting you know for for jewish or non-jewish uh audience or religious or non-religious hundred percent just kind of the, the explaining of, of the culture of how to divorce and, and how to uh, i remember like it, it has to be categoric and and sure that this is the divorce we're, we're living apart where this is it right and, vocal a bit like a marriage like a, a marriage is you saying vocally to others when we're together and and the divorce I, I kept saying to my friends that are getting divorced you know why don't we make a divorce party why you know let's make it, i don't know <laughs> the reverse writing is that what you're saying yeah, divorce <laughs> gifts or something i don't know like sort <laughs> of a bridal shower would be a divorce shower or <laughs> divorcee <laughs> i mean you know you joke but i actually some people do celebrate divorce Believe it or not, some people do, especially because some people it's a relief, it's a liberation, it's a it's a turning of a chapter or closing of a chapter. But you see in this in this show, it's not that clear. It's not necessarily relief. It is to some extent part of them. Are they really closing a chapter? You realize you kind of realize, okay, you know what? Maybe they did close the chapter, but the book is still being written, you know, which is interesting. It's not really over, but maybe this part is. Because clearly for both of them, this is not where they wanted to be. And it's clear for at least one of them, this is probably where they needed to be. And we know which is two different things, where you want and where you need, right? And it's striking because, you know, you alluded to what happens in her life. We realize very dramatically, right? His life is on the upswing. It's in order. It's where he wants it to be. And hers is completely going the other direction. And that's a complete flip from episode one, episode two, and even three, right? It's complete 180. He's in control. He's positive. She's doesn't, she doesn't admit to it right away. She wants to not say anything. She wants to sign and be out. And then you realize, oh, we find out she lost her job. Number one, that day. But she saw it, but that was brewing for a while. So it wasn't a surprise, right? And, and we remember how important her work is to her. We not important. It's who she is. Her life. If, she, exactly. if you're, it's not just. It's her identity. Like her identity was just rugged. Who she sees herself as is no longer important to anyone. Right? They just okay. We're they're gonna move on. She's no longer this valuable person, which gave her this power and self worth that she's been yanked. Right? You see it. And and remember the other reason. You know, she also, you know, she's an attractive woman and she knows it. You know, we talked about that. That's right. Uh, in episode three. Uh, That's right. In the chart. 
and she loses her job because she's too old now. Yeah, that's how she feels. That's definitely her interpretation. Well, well, she mentioned that there was something about her not her boss not seeing her as a you know attractive. Basically, I think she used the word attractive or similar concept that you know she's not the young, you know, good-looking, preppy uh, manager anymore. She's uh, it's out, to, out to the pasture. A hundred percent. That's definitely how she sees it, right? And we don't know the truth uh, what we do what we can interpret at least is what i interpret is both can be true right her sexuality if you will should probably used and exercise when needed as well anytime she wanted but she alludes to the fact she didn't take the job in london and it is true that you can imagine as a business this is where they saw her and position her this is where she fits she declines this a lot of money they saw this division now they're stuck with her as a, as a company, these are these are things that really happen. Yeah. They're stuck in with her. And now her position of power, not just her sexuality, position of power is now diminished because she actually said no to the company. Remember that, right? That's a key thing. Yep. And because now she said no, her sexuality that maybe overcame things in the past no longer is potent because you know what? Man, we really wanted you to do this. You didn't do it. Now we're looking at you a little different. I guess you're getting a little older. Oh, maybe... You know, there are other people, there are other options now because the allure was broken now. Yeah. Before, remember, she goes to Tel Aviv, she does whatever they need and she kicks butt and she looks great doing it. And oh, we got her for London. She's a rising star. And now she just said no to us. And look at a difference. I don't think it's just her age, although unfortunately that's how she sees things. That's her perception. That's her perception. Her sex, she's really taking that personally. Yeah. But she has to be realistic that, you know, company's like a pyramid, right? There's only a few stuff at the top. You turn down that position at the top, there really is nothing else for you. You gotta go. And if you remember her comment, I, I, I remember it, that her boss said, we, we're releasing you for new adventures. <laughs> she really took offense to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like new adventures. She's like, I'm 43 and a half years old. I thought it was interesting that she said half. I don't know anyone who says half anymore. But she says, I'm 43 and a half. So she's really counting down her, her months and age. Very, very in tune to her age. Uh, what? What new adventures? You know, she, she again took her age, her lack of beauty, instead of thinking professionally, like, you know what, I can get something better. I, I can pivot professionally. Shows how much her identity was, how she looks, how she manipulated and controlled these men around her, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of also emphasizing how good maybe she was at her job. Yep. And so, that's a detriment to her and everything else she sees in this life because, again, she tries to use her looks and her sexuality to maybe get her life to be a little bit better with her soon to be divorced husband but she's now hey, maybe i shouldn't divorce him because maybe i should just go back to the way it was you know I, it was fine then this is worse i've yeah. tried everything i've had my affairs i just want to go back to my life before and she literally says that later on in the scene go ahead chris yeah i wanted to, to talk about it is in a way a storytelling methodology where you learn more about the characters as you go through it, but it's also a character study where you see, especially for Mira, that she doesn't disclose stuff until she has to. Always. Right? So she Always. hides, she hides, like it's, it's a pattern, it's her personality, right? Mm -hmm. And finally you get to, to hear about her job. And finally, later on, you get to hear also that, you know, what's going on with Polly? Yeah, we find out it's been two weeks. They broke up. Oh. And, and Jonathan's like, okay, whatever. You know, like, that is, what does that mean? You know, well, why are you telling me this? Uh, I mean, he, 
isn't he, there isn't there a part where he's like, uh, oh, am I gonna get a call from Polly? Yes, that's right. He says that before. Well, that kind of triggers her to finally say, look, it's over. Like, no, no, it's really over. Right? Which makes me think they've they've you know had issues in the past, which then she alludes to. So you not now he's looking at her. It's funny. Jonathan is looking at her the same way I'm looking at her. And I see, I guess I, maybe because I'm, I'm a male, I'm identifying with him so many times. But he says later on, he says, no, you're feeling this way because you lost your job and you got dumped. Yeah. And now you're trying to hold it up. And that's exactly how I read it at first glance. Yeah. She's like, no, no, I didn't. She says, no, I, I didn't get dumped. Up. Yes. She wants to make that clear. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I do, you know, and, and let's dig into that story, right? Like, that's very important. Why she broke up with Polly is because she basically was still in love with Jonathan. And when she went to a therapist, that came out. But don't right? forget why they went to see a therapist. He wanted children. Yeah. Her. Polly wants children with her. And not only did he, and when I say children, plural children, not a child, he makes it yeah. clear he wants multiple. And that, you know, she's like, okay, yeah, they go through the whole process of seeing a physician. She's older, 43 and a half. Apparently, we have to know that that specificity. And they prescribe her medication, IVF medication, to make sure she can produce more eggs, that whole process of, of getting ready for in vitro if they need be. And she never picks up the prescription. And that causes friction in the fight. And that's when they go see therapy to get to the root of why she's not doing that. And the therapist asks her specifically, Do, are you fully over ready to no longer have Jonathan in your life, which is her ex-husband or her husband? And she can't answer the question. So the silence in itself is the answer. And her and Polly break up a few weeks later. That's how you get there. And then, all right, we don't know exactly the distance. I guess two weeks after that, right? Or roughly, that's when she gets fired. And now she's in his home. They're getting ready to move. They settled the home. They sold the home. Divorce papers are ready to sign. And she's realizing the whole world is collapsing around her. I, I want to hold to something I know. And he's right in front of me. We just had sex. He just reminded me how it could be, how it should have been, and how it was. Maybe this is the path. And, and what does Jonathan say about the sex? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he says it was good. Yeah. He says it was, you know, but he had an out-of-body experience where he's watching himself have it and to see if he feels anything, and he doesn't. Yeah, it's just sex, I shouldn't say he... feel anything, whether it feels anything more. Yeah. But to him, it's just sex. And, sex good. and actually, what's striking to me, and I don't know if I believe him when he says this, Chris, you tell me what you think. No, she asks I, it, and he says, you know, I've been listening to everything you just said, which is the breakup. She talks about losing a job, the young product manager, you know, the whole thing. She She's kind of spewing everything out. And he says, you know, I've been trying to analyze how I'm feeling, and I feel nothing, he says. He feels nothing. He, because she says, oh, I'm, I'm sorry it happened to you. He doesn't grab her and say, oh, poor baby. Oh, my God, this is terrible. What an asshole. How could they treat you this way? Nothing. He just goes, I'm sorry it happened to you. And she goes, you're sorry it happened to me? Like the, like she repeats it like and articulates it. You're hard. Like, yeah. And uh, that's when he admits, I don't feel anything. Good. Yeah. So, you know, you're saying how he doesn't feel anything. But you also ask, is it true? Right? So we talked about Mira feeling things, you know, knowing things and hiding information. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, sh slowly expressing her, her emotion. You could see that she, she wants him, that she's telling him, like, she, that, you know, she misses him. You, you know, that she enjoyed the sex more than him. It meant something for her. Uh, you know, she, she's reaching out, right? And Jonathan still feels 
but he fights it. Mm-hmm. That's the big difference, right? He feels, but he's like, no, I cannot. Gotta fight this feeling because I know. That's what going. I was wondering. So that's what you yeah. think, right? I had a question mark. I'm like, I don't know if I believe the dude. I, I, I think for sure he doesn't feel like he felt before. Yeah. So, so maybe in his mind, when you compare where he was, which was just like, I, I'll die for this woman to maybe where he is now, to him must feel like nothing. That's what I was interpreting, but, but he's very definite in what he says. It's pretty cold. It's pretty. And you could tell she's like, wow, who's this guy? I can't believe he's talking. Like, why are you talking to me this way? Well, be- because you left the guy, <laughs> right? So- yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they drop, you know, you, like you said earlier, in terms, of, in terms of a storytelling, you get information from the characters over time, but you also get information in terms of the story. Because it took a while to find out that it's been two years. Like, I was dying to know how long it's been. And yeah. when you find out it's been two years since she left with for Polly. You know, you understand he's had a lot of therapy. He's had a lot of other par- other partners. He's had a lot of time to mourn to some extent to the relationship. So he's in a stronger position, but she showed a couple of kinks in his armor that he's really, he's ready to like reassert very quickly. So yeah, I agree. I don't know if he's lying to himself or he doesn't know. So Ava is older by two years. And one thing that we talked about in the other episodes, how Mira's not a good mother. Right. And we kind of spelled it out very well. You know, and if you haven't watched episode one, two, three, we talk about that. And, and in episode four, she actually says, I'm not a good mother. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> we know that, you know, that. I mean, if I, in fact, it starts with her talking to Ava. That's how the scene starts. I know we skipped over. We're not going to go into every detail in, in, a, in, a, in a talk, but. It's all about her managing the relationship with the kid and the kid is crying and she's trying to manage it, trying to find this. And she's not doing a very good job from the outside. The kid is upset. Kid hangs up on her or at least gives it back to the babysitter or something like that. She's gone. Ava doesn't want to talk to her. Like she's like on the phone, doesn't want to talk to her mom. Yeah. Yeah. She's demanding things from mom. Mom is not able to deliver it. That's it. She doesn't need to talk to her anymore. It's, uh, And and just to give a quick parallel to the 1974 version, which is kind of opposite role in, in, in that sense. And it's the man who is a bad father in, in the older version. He keeps forgetting his, his children's birthday, basically, right? <laughs> and he's like, no, I, I remember. And, like, and, and then the wife is like, no, because I told, I told you that this is her birthday. <laughs> you know, we, we talked about this clearly. It's very well shown in, in, in the episode one, two, three, that she's not a good mother. And then four, you know, she says it. I'm not a good mother. And then he says, you know, one of the best things that I am is a good father. Yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> in fact... But- I'm but gonna doesn't have, a, she, I'm gonna she have a second baby, remember? Like, he's gonna have yeah. a second baby. That's his plan, right? That's right. So, yeah, go ahead. That's right. No, I was gonna say, I think she knows she's not a good mother. I know she says it out loud in four, but she alludes to it in three with the whole cockamamie plan of bringing him to London and all this stuff, right? If she needs that, him, yeah. That's part of it. Like, she gets deal. She knows who she is and who she's not. Um, hell, how many times do we hear in three how great Polly is with her daughter? Not how she is. She asks for Polly when she sees mommy. Not, hey, mommy, I missed you. Where's Polly? Like, you know, think about that. The kid is asking for Polly and daddy. Not, hey, mom, I missed you. It's, yeah. hey, where's Polly? So it's clear that it's not her best top priority. Now, I, I want to step back in terms of the show, in terms of the episode. One of the things I noted is there's a lot of dialogue. I mean, the whole series is dialogue, right? But they, they're really going back and forth in this episode. They've had sex. 
she talks about where she's going. He talks about all the work he's done with himself. And she's like, Oh, I'm sick of all this, you know, psychological tycho babble that you're talking about. And what I, what you hear, what you see, and this is, this is the issue with their marriage is they constantly talk past each other. They're never in the same level, same page. They're always one is here, one is here. So when they're talking, the other person is not the same. They can't hear it. They can't under comprehend the words. That's what's like, I don't know what you're saying. And he can't understand because he's over here. So episode after episode after episode, they're constantly in a wrong level. And because of that, they just go words and things are going like this. And and they're shooting back because they feel they both feel like they're not being heard. They both feel like they're not being understood. They both and I frustrate frustrates him to death. The feelings and the natural part comes in and out because they, they have that. They have the underlying love. But they don't have that underlying understanding that keeps coming back. And this episode is a key thing. And it ends so tragically because of that at the end. Very good observation, Stephen. The miscommunication. You know? Yes. And, 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 and that's what's crazy because all they do is communicate. They're talking <laughs> constantly, right? If you remember episode one, he says we talk all the time. Do they? They talk past each other. They're not in the same wave mentally, spiritually, sexually. And in terms of understanding, like they're not there. So the words are going like this, like this. And I'm, and you as a viewer, you're like frustrated. You're like, you're not listening to him. You're not listening to her. Like, didn't you just like, you're like, you see the understanding is not there. And it's almost like, why are they even bothering? If you remember that at some point in the episode, they tell each other to shut up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Cause they're both were mad. Like, oh, you're not listening to me. You're not, why are we even talking about this? And it's, it's, it's amazing. And, and I have to say, you know, it, it's very good that you're observant and that, you, you know, you're mentioning it's frustrating, but it's also so enjoyable as a viewer. <laughs> <laughs> you're riveted as a viewer, no doubt about it. You, you're watching, you're not, you're not stopping, but you're like, you're emotionally invested. Like, oh my goodness, this is, this is so heartbreaking. For, I, I'll talk for me personally. I felt a lot of heartbreak. I got to tell you, I even felt emotional in some, I was, I was writing some of the emotional roller coaster they want and it was i felt incredible sadness in some of these scenes just such sadness because you know as a human being you go back to breakups you've had you go back to your own personal relationships where you felt some of these things where you've had someone you where you were here and they were there yeah or vice versa and you remember trying to talk to that person and you realize wow they're not there so even though i want to share and 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 get this emotion and really connect with this person I can't, and there's nothing you can do about it. And that in itself is heartbreaking. And you see it live on the screen. Yeah. And I remember feeling that. I remember feeling sad a few times. Like, man, this is so sad. I know it's a show. I know this is acting, but I'm feeling my own sadness, my own deepness of of things in the past, of things in the present. And that's why even we mentioned, you know, the episode. And episode five is a different because it ends with with kind of getting out of the the, the scene and seeing that it's actors and, and whatnot. Right? So this is theater, this is TV, but and they tell you it is, but it's so good that you can't help but feel, you know, all those emotions, right? That's I mean, it's great dialogue, it's great acting because it's not. I don't know how to. It's how people talk. I mean, it's how people react. This is how people really are when they're emotional and they're talking and it's one-on-one it's not the fake stuff you see maybe in a soap opera i don't know how to explain it but anyone who's had a really complicated relationship good or bad or really good or really bad or seen other relationships you 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 can relate to like yeah it gets messy it it's not logical (laughs) one minute you're having sex the next minute you say i wish i never met you right i mean that's how it is and it's emotionally draining devastating 
And if you remember, Chris, I alluded to how she breaks up with him, how dangerous that was. If you remember that, yeah, like anyone watching the show, you have you got to agree with me. The breakup of what she did. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not condoning violence. I'm not condoning domestic abuse. But it's a reality domestic abuse. And the way she breaks up with him was incredibly dangerous. But it was a highlight of who the guy was. Right? We said that she could only do that with him. But what happens in this episode, Chris? What happens at the end? It finally she- boils over. She goes crazy. They both do. They and, both do. But she does more so. And and I'll tell you why. First of all, she's vulnerable in this episode. Oh, yeah. He's, he's here. She's low, right? Yeah. Like, very clear. And yep. she, she was alluding that she was not completely happy with Polly and things and trying to get. But now it's clear. You know? yep. He's like, no, I'm out. I got I'm, I can fight this. I'm better off. I'm, I'm cool. getting I'm getting money. Right. Don't yep. forget the financial but, power she had is also removed. Yeah. I don't need your money anymore. That's a key thing. Remember they talk about the dance class. I, that was yep. a key indicator where he said, Hey, if you can afford it, I can afford it. Yeah. That was a, that was a show of his new power. Like, I don't need you as much as I needed it before. So that, that's again another thing. But go ahead. Mira, from all we've seen, let's say no one's perfect and things happen in life. Yeah. But if you cheat on your husband and dump him like that and do all this, Maybe you should apologize. I don't know. <laughs> you want him back? Maybe you should say, "Hey, sorry." <laughs> you know, it's a good observation. I guess that's true. She never actually says it that way, does she? she? Never apologize until the end of the episode, and yeah. she says it almost a little bit like sarcastically and, and forced to, but she finally apologized, and just after she called him egotistical, right? Mm. Which is, you know, a couple of times. Yeah, and and who is she? A narcissist. Who is she to say that he's egotistical, right? <laughs> you know, she doesn't apologize. She's done a lot of egotistical things from her job, from her sex life, and not taking yeah. care of the kids for all that mm-hmm. stuff. And she calls him egotistical and never apologizes. But finally, she does, and then it's not enough. Even after that, she apologizes. She doesn't feel like like taking this 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 drama this. Nope act he's like no all right now it's time to sign the paper no let me go back and bring with polly about no now it's time to sign the paper it's today it's done i'm done oh you want to get married you want to it's not about that sign the paper right yeah because don't forget he has a plan he he signed sign the paper today he brings it to the court because that's the way it works in the united states you have to make it official you know because it's a government thing and then he's flying like he has a plan it's not about just he needs it today. He's flying. He's gone. He wants this out of his head, clear sailing when he does this trip. He doesn't want this cloud that's been there for two years. Because if you remember, when he talks about Ava and he talks about the, he talks about the worst part is limbo, right? He talks about being in that in between is probably worse than the actual divorce. So he's ready to get this out of here. I'm gonna not only am I gonna get divorced, I'm leaving. I'm getting the hell out of the house. I'm getting the hell out of this country. I want to be able to start anew and clear my head. You need, you're stopping me from that right now. Sign this paper already. What are you doing? So it gets to the final scene. And I have to admit, I, I should have watched it again. The final scene is so dramatic. It, it took me aback. So it's like a blur to me for, for me because he's like, she says all these really nasty things to him. Like he said, 
and he's like, okay, I'm out of here. You could, because by the way, we didn't mention the, the obvious part of the scene. The reason they're talking this long and they have sex, the movers are late. Okay. That's supposed to be a moving <laughs> company that comes in. They're waiting for the movers. The movers are late. Then it rains. That probably added to the delay. He finally says, you know what? You could handle the movers yourself. Here's the paper. I'm out of here. And she says, no, 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 no. Don't leave like this. You can't leave with us. Because she just said all these nasty things. He said things nasty. She's like, he's like, I'm moving on. I don't need to stay here and take any more of this crap. I'm leaving. And she tries to stop him. When I say try to stop him, physically, verbally, and he's trying to get out. And it's in complete. She's blocking the door. She's blocking the door, right? And I had her, and I had her a flashback of, of scene number two. Ex exactly. When he, when she's leaving and he's like, 100%. please, don't leave. Please, right? You know? <laughs> complete flip. Yeah. Complete flip. Literally at the same entrance, the same door. The difference is she physically stops him where he physically let go eventually in episode two and she physically stops him she takes the key she, she locks the door and takes away the key so he can't open the door it's physically locked so he tries to get the key what's in her pocket he tries to reach it she pushes back she smacks him and then there's a whole violent altercation between their two and it's like oh my god there what's gonna happen here i was literally afraid someone was gonna get hurt because it's a real fight. People don't know how to fight, right? They hit and they bump their heads and he falls and bumps his head on the table. He he pushes her hard. It's really, really ugly. And they both were in shock because they just hurt each other. And I mean physically hurt. Talking about emotion, we talked about spiritual. Now it became physical hurt. They're both on the ground, exhausted and hurt. And she he walks away to, cl to clear his face because he literally has marks on his face to wash himself to like what the hell just happened i just hit her she just hit me where are we while he's doing that she comes to a realization like i want to sign these papers she gets the envelope that's that fell on the floor gets the pen signs it he arrives he sees she's signing it he signs his part she throws the key on the floor the papers are both signed they both have their copy he takes the key unlocks it and Chris, you know what he says at the end? We should have done this a long time ago. And then he leaves. That's it. Okay, okay, okay. Imagine how good that scene is. Not about the fighting, but just the emotions and, 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 and whatnot, right? Like this has, this whole episode, this whole four scenes have been brewing to this, right? That's right. We should have done this a long time ago. A long time ago. Because <laughs> when he says that, I'm like, man. And they're, they're, you know, they're hurt. They're hurt physically, emotionally. They're on the floor. It's raining. They're signing the papers. This is the end. Like how the worst possible, you know, human beings breaking up. Basically, it's, it's kind of like that. More than that would be like violence and going to the hospital or, or to the morgue, basically. Right? So unfortunately, like, and this is why I loot. That's why I bring back that scene yeah. because it got this violent. But again, maybe I'm stressing this too much. Thank God he's not that guy. Because that fight at the end of the scene, more times than not, can turn deadly, or at least a hospital scene. But even yeah. then, he sort of restrained himself, right? He still didn't go that far. A lot of men would have punched the shit out of her. I'm sorry to say, they would have knocked her out, right? The men, you know that that, and the and don't forget, yeah. that he was his. Yeah. Think about how what kind of a guy he is. That was his level of rage. She's not bloody. She got a little hurt. She got a little bump. That's how, you know, the, the kind of guy he is. And, and thank God for that. 
thank God for her. I don't even think she understands how blessed <laughs> she is. You know, well, but that's I, how it ends. I, I think she does. She she loves him. She knows that about him, and and and, and use it against him probably at some time. But now she's she's on the floor crying. He's leaving, and that's it. You know, but more than that, okay. And that's one of other reason I love this episode. Super good drama, super good dialogue, super good acting, like always. And then the cinematography and the directing, right? So I talked about the scene again, the sex scene on the couch, set design, a few angles. One is, is from afar, like there, there's a, you, you see between some doors, you see them having sex from another room, you see them from the angle from the front when she's there and even back. Nice angles, very good sex scene. And then this last scene, right? So you, you think it's done, but no, it just lingers a little bit more, right? He goes, he walks, he goes in the car. The rain, right? It's dark, it's raining. Actually, at this point, the rain just stopped, actually, which, okay. is, which is part to me of it ended. Because the yeah. rain stops, he walks out, goes in his car, takes a breath, like, what the fuck, right? What, <laughs> where am I at now? And guess what? Who shows up? The movers. The movers. <laughs> <laughs> the movie account comes out, and he, I don't, I think he has a thought. Do I get out my car? Do I stay? What do I do? He turns the car and just goes. He goes so quickly, Chris, and this is a detail to your point. They think of every detail. He goes so quickly and drives away. He's that still staring. He's still staring at the rearview mirror. And what do you hear? The seatbelt reminder. He didn't remember bing, 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 to, to put, put the seatbelt seat on. He's so like, <laughs> I, need, I need to just leave. But even as he's leaving, he, all he's doing is staring at the mirror like, wow, this is happening. This is it. This is happening. Oh, yeah, I didn't even put my seatbelt on. Yeah. That's the, that's the, you're in the, the emotional state he's in. He's, yeah. not, he's there, but he's not there. He's still at the house he just drove away from. And, and of course you got it too, right? Those small details, the seatbelt, those things. That's why it makes this show like so powerful. Like you're into it to every last second, every last frame. You're mm -hmm. like, I'm there with this guy that just experienced this. I'm that guy. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> and you're also like, I hope I'm never that guy. <laughs> Because, listen, that's a lot of pain. Who wants to go through that? I mean, it's real life. We'll go through it. But I, I, my heart breaks. My heart. I have so much empathy for the character. For both of them, actually. I remember earlier on, I had none for her. I think I told you how, you know, angry I was at her. You grow to understand that she's just another flawed human being like everybody else. Right? She's not... She's not as bad of a person as I felt she was. Because I was so like, what the hell could she do to this guy? <laughs> you know, she's just flawed. And he's flawed. And they're a flawed couple. And they both realized we're flawed and we're flawed together. We got together for flawed reasons, you could argue, right? They fell into this relationship. They fell into getting married. They felt, you know, it was just two flawed people just kind of got together in this flawed marriage. Had a which, child. Which is like most of us in different ways, right? Yeah, that's that's the microcosm of, of, of a lot of couples for sure. Great. I uh, just wanted to, to mention one other thing. When Ava on the phone doesn't want to talk to her mom, you hear, and, and again, that's you know, good writing and good directing and good acting. Like You hear while she's talking to her daughter or, or, or the babysitter, and you hear her voice starts to crack. Mm -hmm. And, and then right. finally, when she, she, she puts the phone away and can't talk to her daughter that doesn't want to talk to her, she starts to cry. Yeah. Right? And I mean, you're talking about sadness, right? Your kid doesn't want to talk to you. Your ex-husband doesn't want to be with you. You got dumped or dumped someone. You lose your job. And you're on the couch. That's going to be yours. <laughs> that's right. And you're feeling old because she yeah. lose a 43 and a half. I still find that hilarious. 
she talks about losing her power of desirous. Yeah. That that was a power that now she realizes, man, I'm losing that. So what am I? What do I have? Like, who, 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 everything that I, I, I put as value of my identity of who I am is either gone or maybe not as true as I thought it was. So it's just, you know, she's in this limbo. And I, I, I did want to wrap up, and I almost forgot this point. I alluded to this early in, in, this, in our conversation that he talks about that Jewish divorce, right? Mm-hmm. That the, the whole process. And you see, to me, that fight at the end is that final piece, right? That, that, that fight at the door where they get violent and the whole thing. That whole episode, they went through that whole recommole and they came to the realization, oh yeah, we should sign now. Like they went through their own, I wish I wrote down the process, he called it that the Jewish divorce, but they just went through it in that whole scene. Like I think no one watching that would say, oh no, they should stay together. You know, it's like, yeah, it's time for them to go their own ways. So yeah, before we wrap up, he wants to have another kid. Yes. And, and he's been thinking about it and she's like, what? You're going to have a kid with who? Doesn't matter. And he's, he's starting to th- think about co-parenting. You know, he found some girl that wants to have a kid too. And they're not in love or anything, but they're good. They want to be parents. He wants another kid. And he's seriously thinking about it. And, and again, so, so, so that's him. But what, what does that do to Myra? She, she's in disbelief. And, and then she's like, you would rather have a kid with a stranger than with me, basically, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm considering, yeah, yeah. Well, it's not just that. He says, I never thought you would ever consider it. Yeah, he's like, So why would why, I even why, think why of Why would you? you want to be a mom? You're, you're a bad mom. You set yourself for a bad mom. What? I'm going to have a kid with someone that's going to want to be a good mom. Yeah, that Great. wants to have a child. Don't forget, she got an abortion. She's made it clear she doesn't want children. She just made it clear she wants to be a mother. Of course he wouldn't consider her, right? Why would he consider her? She um, didn't want to have a kid with Polly. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So I, it's really it's funny. It's one of those scenes that I thought was bizarre. I'm like, what is she talking about? This is everything just to keep this guy. This is everything to be in control again, to to, to not have nothing to the point where she's just going to fall back into another, the same mistakes as before. Instead of making decisions that are best for her and best for him, she's making a decision in a way to keep him. And this is how they got in this place, in the, this situation in the first place. And I'm glad, you know, he didn't fall for that. But it's, it just shows that at least at that point, she still doesn't know herself, still hasn't figured it out. That she would be like, why not me? And it's like, why you? Like, it's the opposite. Why would it be you? Why, why would I even consider you? You don't even want children. You don't like to be a mother. Why would I add another one under your plate? We had an opportunity that before. He didn't want it. It was probably the right decision, but clearly he wants to, he wants somebody that wants it. Somebody that wants to be a mother at all costs. And that's, that, that's the ideal situation for him. Not someone who's a mother because they have to be because they are. So that's episode four. I think it's definitely one of the best episodes, but it's definitely one of the saddest. Every episode, I think it's the saddest. And then the next one comes in and you're like, man, my heart, I, I need a break. I can't, you know, I need to walk around. I need to look at the sunshine and the birds and the, because, you know, the world is, is, it's tough, but I, I really enjoyed it. Thanks. Beautiful episode and always nice to review with you, Stevens. Always. Just getting started. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this podcast. We had fun doing it. If you had fun listening, make sure to share with your friends. If this is your first time here, welcome. Please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. 
Join us next episode where we review the finale of HBO's Scenes from a Marriage, titled Scene 5, In the Middle of the Night, in a Dark House, Somewhere in the World. Thanks again for listening.